I'm Kristen Birdwell, and this is Sex, Drugs, and Soul. There's certainly an element of trust and letting go in the writing process. Here are some of the things that I released um, attachment to while writing my book. So I hired a writing coach and editor in November of 2019. And in December 2019, I had this vision. I was like, oh, I'm going to, I booked a ticket to Paris because to me, it's like such a writer city. And it meant so much to me because I had gone um, on a trip to Paris with this sugar daddy that I was dating. And he had told me, he's like, well, you know, I'll show you Paris and we'll discover Rome together. Well, he ended up never leaving the hotel room and, um, and, and I had to do things solo and with his assistant. And so I was like, I'm gonna you know, go finish my book in Paris and be with the person that I love, me. I mean, like I saw myself, you know, steam rising from a cappuccino, eating a little chocolate croissant, like doing all the things in like a little wicker chair at the cute cafe in Paris. And then COVID happened. And in some ways that was a great gift because now I had all the time that I'd always wanted to write my book, to write my book. Um, however, in May of 2020, I was not able to go to Paris and finish my book. You know, sometimes things end up better than what you originally planned because I ended up taking a trip to Costa Rica in January of 2021 and finishing edits on my book and I had so many synchronicities um, and like, I mean like butterflies and lighthouses and one of the affirmations that I had told myself to write this book was like, my story is a lighthouse, I am a lighthouse for others, I am a creative vessel, I'm a vessel for creative and spiritual awakenings. I mean, just easy and simple stuff like that. Another thing that I had to release an attachment to was the prologue in Paris. I um, had to cut out a lot of edits and stuff along the way. And while, you know, retrospectively, I think that I had to process and revisit certain scenes in my book or in my life <laughs> that ended up in my book, but some ended up in like the editing room floor, like the killing of the darlings. And, um, it was very pivotal in my healing journey to revisit those things, but they didn't make it in the book. So I had to release attachment to all the words that I had spent writing on or some of them anyway and starting it in Paris wasn't the best place. I experimented with three different ways to start my book and that wasn't the hook. I also released the attachment to traditional publishing. I, of course, have always had like the big dream of being published by one of the large publishers. Um, however, I also wanted my book out yesterday. And so after querying, I decided to go like to a more true, uh, to forego traditional and do a more uh, self slash hybrid publishing. So I hired a publishing company to help me um, put my book into the world. And that way I would own all of the creative control. I'd own all of the rights. Um, I'd get to have more say in what stays in my book and the overall like title, everything. I mean, some may say I might have some slight control issues, <laughs> but hey, I'm working on releasing and letting go and yada, yada. Mm, the title is another thing that I relinquished. I actually, the whole writing of the book, I had created a mock cover and the mock cover um, and title uh, was the scenic route home because that's what it felt. It felt like it was the scenic route to get home to myself, to love and accept myself uh, after many years of self-abandonment and so much seeking outside of myself in a myriad of ways. I think I've tried them all. Um, it was also a nod to my dad, who is a big part of this because I was healing from the grief um, and loss of him to cancer. 
And he used to always tell me that the scenic route is, you know, or that the shortest route isn't always the best and that sometimes the scenic route is the best way to get somewhere. I was in a titling workshop with uh, the publisher that I hired and I was telling him that it's a little bit like mix <laughs> and drugs um, before the tapping into the soul part. And she goes, that's your title. That's what's gonna make people curious and wanna read more. So I had a very big resistance to letting that go. And in some ways I also think that the original title was a way of like tying a pretty little bow on my story. But my book encompasses it all, the dark, the light, um, the transformation, the stuff that, you know, it felt like shedding my skin um, by sharing and just releasing all the shame that I had attached to so many different experiences. I also released the date, uh, the publication date. It got pushed back like once or twice. And um, I guess you don't rush greatness. <laughs> no, but I, you know, thought memoir, spring, renewal, like that sort of thing. But I ended up publishing it in June on the Equinox. And the last thing, I guess just like an overarching or overarching um, thing is releasing a victimization state. Like I had all of these experiences and writing the memoir was a fantastic way of really getting the understanding and grasp and feeling all the emotions that I had once suppressed and giving myself permission to feel those. But releasing the victimization state, like this stuff happened to me. Like, yes, it happened, but I could also find a truth in it and it could have a greater good. Um, so instead of it really like looking back on all the moments of my life, I was like so many ahas and epiphanies like, oh, that's why this happened. That's why I made this choice. Like, aha. And I could just really see how everything had worked for me instead of like just happening to me. And from that place, it's like a greater place to create from. And of course, you can order my book baby from your local bookstore and or you can have it delivered to your doorstep. However, right now I'm running a promotion of $2.99 for the ebook, and I'd love if you help me make my book, <laughs> my book baby, my sugar daddy. <laughs>